0: I need to make sure you're not going to half-ass this. I need your whole ass in this. I'm in it. All ass?
1: One shining moment, reach for the stars. Is that how it goes?
0: That was actually a lot closer than a lot of your music attempts. What's the
1: second line? It's one shining moment, then what's the next line? No,
0: the first line is, the ball is tipped, and off we go. (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) One shining moment. Is not the first line. Is on TV.
0: You're running for your lives. Because inside you know. I think that's. What the fuck
1: is that? The...
0: I think that's a lyric.
1: Why are the lyrics to One Shining Moment so hard? I
0: don't know. I don't think anyone knows them by heart. <clears throat>
1: are you looking up the lyrics to One Shining Moment? <laughs>
0: I did get one one line right. Running for your life is a line in One Shining Moment.
1: The ball is tipped, and there
0: you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star. It's One Shining Moment.
1: What's the next line?
0: It's all on the line.
1: That's all right. Okay, that makes sense. All right.
0: Okay, we're probably in it. We're way over the copyright limit of how much we can sing of this.
1: Come after me, NCAA.
0: I do not want the family of Luther Vandross coming for me.
1: Is that a Luther Vandross song? Yeah. I never knew that. I like little Luther. Which <laughs> which Luther do you like?
0: Cold open. End. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Basic Cable. I'm your host, Carly.
1: I'm Lucas, and I am not on the Belmont bandwagon. Go Terps.
0: You are the only person rooting for the Terps. I think even the Terps are rooting against the Terps. No, they're not. The Terps are rooting against the Terps so they can lose the turge. No, they're not. That is some insider basketball. Get it? Get Get it. it. We will be talking about March Sadness. Later in the show, I believe, I bet March Madness is copyrighted.
1: Yeah, they have to call it the wacky third month tournament or some shit. That's what, yeah. that's what all of the...
0: I call it March Sadness because I physically cannot handle watching the losing team at the end of the game. When they have their towels over their head on the bench, when they are tearing up. Oh my, no, I just can't. So sad. I have so much more compassion for college players when they lose because for like 90% of them, it's the last time they'll ever play. And it's heartbreaking. Shut up, computer.
1: Yeah. Also, they're like 19 years old and it's very sad for them.
0: Yeah. So that's why every time it's like the end of the game, I'm like, One shining
1: moment, reach for my butt. No. Did I get it right that time?
0: No. That's not even a good Luther Vandross. So, other sad things. I'm just hopping right in to news you can lose. Good segue. That's one of my better ones.
1: Yeah, I was was being (laughs) sincere.
0: Next topic. (laughs) Um, next segment: news you can lose. First topic. Um, (laughs) Segment
1: A, topic one. (laughs) News you can lose.
0: Here I go. Um, Not weeks after I told you assholes to watch, Netflix canceled One Day at a Time.
1: One shining moment at a time.
0: And I blame you guys. Okay, not really. Like You're my fans. I love you. Dear listeners, you're awesome. No, I
1: I blame our listeners personally.
0: I feel like our listeners were like, Carly says watch One Day at a Time, so I'm going to actively campaign against it.
1: I'm looking at you, Jordana.
0: No, <laughs> I, we do not blame you, Jordana. Yes,
1: we do. No, it's your fault.
0: No, we don't. Uh, no, I'm not okay with this decision, and apparently, neither are a lot of people. One day at a time was trending worldwide on Twitter all day when Netflix announced it. Yeah, in it was this, the top,
1: the top trending topic
0: in this terribly, like you know humble like fake humility tweet thread that Netflix now like oh it's, it's just so hard we just we looked and we looked and you know we just gave a hundred million dollars to Warner Brothers for friends and th- there's just nothing left for one day at a time.
1: I love that Netflix is the villain in this narrative now.
0: I mean one day at a time has to cost like a couple thousand of an episode to produce?
1: Forty nine ninety five yeah, per that episode. Is
0: obviously an underestimation, but it is a multicam sitcom with I think
1: Max four, four sets. Yeah,
0: four regular sets. They never go outside on this show. <laughs> This is not an expensive show to produce. How
1: much do you think they paid that guy that played Galindo and Galindo's Henchmen? <laughs> that probably took all their budget.
0: No, Galindo's father must have cost more because he's also a guest star on that show. All
1: of the Sons of Anarchy spinoff actors. It's, they
0: actually pay Father Son on that show, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wait, no, not on Sons of Anarchy. They weren't Father and but, yeah, Son. They're just, yeah. like they're just Henchmen and,
1: and, you yes. know, Cartel Boss.
0: Yeah, I, we might have lost people, but. Um, yeah, no, I'm friggin' pissed. Uh. This show was really good. It ended on a cliffhanger. I really wanted to see what the Alvarez family was going to get up to next year. I mean, Rita Moreno is not going to be around forever, so we can't just wait for, like, a revival in ten years. I need to know what happened when Lydia and Leslie went to Cuba.
1: One any moment at a time. Can you? <laughs> I've got a one-track mind here.
0: Can you back me up on this being <coughs> a shitty move?
1: Yeah, it's bogus. I love that show and well I okay, I'll I'll pump the brakes a little bit. I very much enjoy that. Carly loves that show. Yes. I very much enjoy that show, and the only reason why I do is because Carly was a number one advocate of it from almost Jump Street.
0: No, no, no. I got into it end of after season two, had already been streaming.
1: Oh, whatever. I don't have any any frame of reference. I like the show. It's very funny. It's a throwback to the 90s sitcoms that we all enjoyed. I mean, it's like if Family Matters was Cuban. If you if, if you enjoy Family Matters and you're the type of millennial asshole that watches 40 million episodes of The Office and all of those sitcoms on Netflix, this should be the show that you support. You should want new episodes of a show that's essentially the same thing as all of the 90s and early 2000s TV shows that you claim to love on Netflix.
0: It's just a nice family sitcom like we've talked about. And I just think, you know, Netflix started obviously as like a DVD delivery service. But once they got into their own programming, they kind of became like the refuge for critically acclaimed but underwatched shows like Arrested Development which found its new life and I'm sorry I didn't need the last two seasons of Arrested Development you should have made one more day one more one day at a time um, I didn't
1: need the last two of seasons on Fox well, to be honest with you
0: and we're not talking about that so please let me have my moment right. please let me have my one shining moment shiny here moment. I got to it before you yeah, could
1: right.
0: <laughs> um, it used to be like a haven for more shows one
1: carly ha- moment that's going to be the new rejoiner <laughs> when you, go on a, you put in your you get on your soapbox. One Carly moment. Continue.
0: Oh, thank you. You're thank welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Netflix used to be a place that saved TV shows, and now they are destroying them after giving them an unfair start. You're the
1: graveyard of television, Netflix.
0: I never saw commercials for One Day at a Time. I would not have known about One Day at a Time if it were not for TVLine.com's weekly um, article that they do called Performer of the Week and Justina Machado won Performer of the Week for the season finale of season two. Not yet. I recommend reading that article and watching that episode but that's how I heard about it. Through reading like an insidery TV website.
1: <laughs> Maybe Justina Machado will sign a $300 million contract with the San Diego Padres.
0: <laughs> and join Mandy Machado. <laughs> okay, there you go. There's that connection, Thank folks. You. Um So I just think Netflix treated it unfair and to be like, well, we never promoted it. And then there were no viewers. Like, what are we supposed to do? Screw you, Netflix. Yeah. You have the goddamn money. And...
1: You fucking alt-right pieces of shit.
0: Well, we talked about this like a month or two ago with uh, them touting the success of you. Saying, oh, we have 44 million watchers. Okay, well, they're very selective about their ratings. They count singles as home runs over there. And unlike the traditional TV model, ratings don't translate into advertiser dollars the way they do on networks, where ratings matter a lot more. Because if you can't pull a big audience for your TV show, you can't sell ad space for that TV show. That's not the Netflix business model. So this idea that lower ratings are why they can't renew this show is stupid. I mean, I get that Netflix is looking for shows to draw in subscribers, I do understand that. Yeah. But people are always going to subscribe to Netflix for the stupid Ted Bundy tapes and stupid insatiable and stupid 13 Reasons Why. So let me have my one day at a time.
1: I agree with you. I I think the Netflix model is more similar to the HBO model than it is to your ABCs and NBCs and things like that in, in that it relies exclusively on subscribers. You ought to put your resources into the shows that get buzz, that critics enjoy. I mean, there's a reason why that fucking Ted Danson, Zach Galifianakis show got like four seasons. What the hell was the name of it? Uh, Bored to Death? That wasn't, you know, it wasn't drawing in millions of, what, of viewers every week. However, it, it got buzzed, people enjoyed it, and HBO made the decision to invest in it. The same way that I hope Netflix learns from this, and that there is a value to buzz. There's a value to cl- critical acclaim.
0: Even if it doesn't translate into awards, critical acclaim and critics, like literal critical, like critics, TV yeah. critics, the tastemakers, like us, yeah. you and me, um, they matter. And if they say a show is good and they can get people to watch and talk about it more, this just it just sucks I'm pissed. Netflix is like, to all the LGBTQ, Latino, you know, alcoholics, all the people they represented in this show. They're like, if you saw yourself represented in this show, don't worry. We're going to keep telling your stories.
1: I see myself representative of one of those groups that you just mentioned. I'll let you guess which one.
0: But they... They act like, oh, we're gonna keep telling these stories. Like, no, just keep telling this story. This was a perfectly told story that was cheesy and preachy, but in a hilarious way. You're not gonna make that again. No.
1: Um,
0: the only Is
1: it the I mean, is it the Sony? The well, yeah, so this Sony is the thing? yeah, this is, I mean, is, is that the other thing.
0: This is the other thing we're not we haven't mentioned. If you're not super familiar with the hows and whys of of TV shows like why Brooklyn Nine Nine went back to NBC and why I say it went back. Just because a company hosts a show, like Netflix had One Day at a Time on its service, Sony Pictures makes One Day at a Time. So Netflix doesn't make money off of like licensing One Day at a Time or anything like that. And they make more money when they make their own shows. So sort of like vertical integration. That's what they're trying to do. But... And that's why Brooklyn Nine-Nine was actually produced by NBC Universal, but it was licensed to Fox. So when Fox canceled it, NBC just brought it back to its own network. So the hope here is that Sony will shop one day at a time around, and it will land on a network, which is fine. One day at a time, if you watch it on Netflix, it already has act breaks. It's very clean. It's tailor-made for... Um network TV.
1: There's no reason why One Day at a time couldn't be as popular as Blackish. It's as funny.
0: My god, that'd be such a great lineup. Like, fresh off the boat, one day at a time, blackish. Sure. If you want to like say you're diverse, that needs to be your freaking lineup. Not modern family followed by the Goldbergs.
1: Hey, 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 hey.
0: <laughs> Just saying. Followed by the kids are all right about an Irish Catholic family.
1: Let's not denigrate people whose last name may or may not be Goldberg (laughs) or Goldstein.
0: I'm not denigrating, I'm denigrating the network. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm not happy about this. I hope to God it finds a home on a network. I
1: I can't imagine that it doesn't. I I mean, mean, of course I can imagine that it doesn't. But, like, the, the outpouring of support and... More importantly, the fact that this show must cost next to nothing to make should lead somebody to continue it.
0: I hope. From one sad goodbye to another, teachers on TV land is over. Dirty cow. Yeah, if you know what they're saying in their old opening intro, (laughs) is it "dirty cow"? I maybe like "dirty cat." I don't. I don't know. 30 cows? (laughs) (laughs) I'm unclear. Um, Teachers, for all intents and purposes, just to describe it here, is the female workaholics.
1: Yes, and probably... Funnier. Funnier, yeah. I I really like workaholics, but I think teachers might be funnier.
0: Teachers is laugh out loud hilarious. It gave me the phrase, tootie crack.
1: We've been talking about teachers sort of like... As asides for the entirety of this podcast, I think. But I don't think that people necessarily know what it is yet. Like, it's a weird show that's on TV land. We
0: only watched it because I was watching Younger, and my DVR recorded the first two minutes of Teachers, and we thought it was so funny that we went back and watched from season one.
1: Which, Which goes to my point in that you should go and watch teachers from from the beginning there are what four seasons of like 22 episodes? there are like 90 episodes of teachers that exist out there you guys should go and watch it it's funny as fuck
0: yeah it's very funny it's just about five teachers in a chicago sub uh, uh suburb and they are just you know badly behaved but really funny you get a little bit of their outside life, mostly them at work. It's they're all really, really different. And it was written and produced by this comedy troupe of five women called the Katie Dids, who all have names that are like Katie, Caitlin, Catherine. Katherine, Kate. So it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer that's canceled, but I, it, I got, it got it like, got more run than it probably yeah, I mean, ought to have.
0: On T V land, no promotion. <laughs>
1: Am I wrong, or do they just air it in standard definition still? How I'm weird is that? I'm sure
0: that's a TV Land thing because Younger is also aired in standard definition. What the
1: fuck? Like
0: I don't like so how does that work thing.
1: technologically? Like I don't understand enough about technology to understand. Like how are we able to watch standard def on our cable? Because platform?
0: it is because our TV can handle that as long as it's like stretched out. So it's, I mean. I don't know. I think it's because TV Land is getting rid of all of its original programming to go back to just showing sitcoms that aired in standard def in the 4x3. So that's essentially what we're going to get.
1: So we're going to get, what, more Sanford and Yeah, TV Land is going
0: all syndicated. TV Land's gotten rid of all of its original programming.
1: Teachers had enough episodes that had it aired on, you know, it NBC would've... in
0: 1995,
1: it would be syndicated now.
0: No, I think they got to 60, and I think you need 65 to be syndicated. You need five seasons to be syndicated.
1: I think the rules on that are are a little more lax than they used to be. They're not. Whatever. I
0: promise you, syndication, benchmark, still what it is.
1: The benchmark used to be 100 episodes. That's five seasons. I know, but that's not the case anymore. Plenty of syndicated shows haven't got to 100 episodes.
0: Fact check break. Back from our fact check break... In recent years, the 100-episode milestone has been lowered to 88.
1: So, we're, teachers has to be close. I mean, episodes. No,
0: it had. This is technically season three, and it's broken up into one A, one B, two A, two B, with ten each. So it's only at The Sopranos.
1: 60.
0: It's only at 60. Whatever. So.
1: it's a great show. As long as it's on available on your on-demand platform, you guys should watch it. As much as a bummer that it won't be back again, this is not like an outrage situation that we were expressing about one day at a time. No, just It's run its course.
0: They would have run out of story just the way Workaholics did and, you know, would have had diminishing returns.
1: No, but I think we should use the news that it's not being renewed as an opportunity to amplified the signal that folks should just watch it. It's funny. Yeah. It's super funny. It on... It's like 20 minutes. Every episode is like 20 minutes. It's super fun.
0: The problem is it's not on Hulu or Netflix. Oh, you have strong. to have cable and on demand to watch.
1: Well, you know what? This show is not for you cord cutters.
0: But I do recommend I send a friend an iTunes gift card with the suggestion that she buys seasons one and two to watch.
1: That's a great idea. I mean, <laughs> so... that's what people should do. If, if you're looking... For a gift to buy somebody that you don't know that much about, get them an iTunes gift card and accompany it with an, a recommendation for a TV show. That's a great idea.
0: I will say like, in the like for about five years, my gift to my mom every birthday and Christmas was like the an season. Apology. Yes. And a season of a TV show, like season one of a show. Or Seasons 1 and 2, if it were like a Didn't 13. Didn't you give
1: her like a DVD set for like Good Place or what was it that you got your mom? I remember, I, I remember you did something similar a couple years ago.
0: I, I can't remember all the shows. I think I gave her like Happy Endings. and Maybe that was it. You know, but I've turned her on to a lot of TV shows that way. And now with, you know, bye-bye DVD players, it's not really a thing anymore. But if you're looking, like if, if you want to give someone a gift, give them a TV show to watch. Yeah. And it's nice when you can download that stuff and take it with you on the plane or in the car um, when you don't always have Netflix. It's
1: a great idea. I agree.
0: I'd have to. We'd have to get Katie back on the pod to find out what shows I've given her.
1: Probably some garbage like Manifesto.
0: No, it's always a thirty-minute comedy that she can enjoy on her little portable DVD player.
1: What do you mean? Like, one of those little, like, crazy, like, TV-slash-DVD player, like...
0: No, it was just, it was like a seven-inch, like, laptop yeah. Yeah.
1: She has one of those? Yeah. I always wanted one of those, like, 12 years ago.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's when my mom got it, but she still has it. All
1: right. Good for her. (laughs) Shout Uh, out to you, Katie.
0: Katie, please call me and tell me which shows I gave you. (laughs) All right. Finally, in the news you can lose... We got the rest of our G.O.T. episode lengths revealed. Nothing too surprising here. Episode 3, which is supposedly the big White Walker battle. 82 minutes. Episode 4, 78. Episodes 5 and 6, 80. Now my caveat here is these better be...
1: Where'd you get this information from?
0: It was like released this week. Oh. It was via TV line. Um, the caveat here is in season 7... In season six, it was like, oh, the Battle of the Bastards episode is going to be 69 minutes long. <laughs> but the episode was 60 minutes, and then there was like an eight minute behind the scenes making of the episode thing. You hear me, Benny Offenwise? I don't want that. That better not be what we're getting.
1: We don't watch those anyways. I mean, no, we'll turn so, it off the second the but then credits come that start shouldn't rolling. count
0: towards your runtime.
1: Yeah, I know, but if this goes back I to... I want the
0: credits to roll at 81 minutes and 59 seconds.
1: I want a good episode. If that episode is 54 minutes long, if it's 31 minutes long, if it's 195 minutes I long, I don't give out a out shit. I will throw it out the
0: window if it's 31 minutes long.
1: God, I really like a nice, tight, 22-minute-long episode of GOT.
0: Oh, my God. You're insane. All right. Call
1: me a, a, a traditionalist. Next like,
0: topic... Segment B, <laughs> talking about it now. We should start
1: our. Sh- we should do our rundowns like a like they teach you how to make like um, uh, what do they call them? Um, what what the hell do they call them? We should we should make our episodes uh, rundowns like they do. Like they teach you how to make. Um...
0: Oh my god! What are you saying? I'm, <laughs> you... I'm really running out of steam oh here. My
1: god! An outline. Whew! An outline. Remember how in school they tell you to do like an outline, have like Roman numerals, and then like you <laughs> indent, and then it was like a number, and then it's you indent again. What our
0: rundowns look like. Our rundowns are like the kind that we were taught to make. I know we don't have Roman numerals, but we we make an outline. But you ruined my very good segue, <laughs> so I guess we should just talk about the next thing on the rundown. <laughs>
1: One curly at a time. That's our new segue between segments.
0: Um Trailer Palooza is what I call this. I
1: don't like that much. Actually, it does sound like a fun like spring break party in a trailer park.
0: Um no, I just wanted you to watch two trailers.
1: All right. I I watched them.
0: What did you think of the Happily Ever After, 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After comes back Sunday y'all.
1: I'm pumped. Although I gotta be These honest. are my favorite couples. Yeah, I some of the couples I had completely forgotten about. What's that dude's name? Alexi? No, no, Alexi? Elizabeth
0: and Andre.
1: Andre, and not Andrei. Alexi. I... It's Andretti. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Like Mario Andretti, like the race car driver? It's Andre.
0: No, it's not.
1: I'm receiving a phone call right now. Hang on. Hey, Pix. You're on the podcast right now. We're recording. Now, Say we... hello. This isn't is gonna make it. Hello. Oh, uh, hello. Yeah. Picks. Where, where? are we recording? In my in the apartment. You're you're on the air. Okay. What do you what what TV shows are you airport. watching, brother? Uh, right now. Yeah, or not at uh, the at the moment, but like just in general. Uh, I like the first forty-eight. <laughs> okay. What about it? Do you like?
0: But people are missing. Uh,
1: I like Team Mom too. Okay, that's an, give that's us another good one. All right, what else? Uh, uh, I don't know. Basically, how you know not to get pregnant. All right, yeah. I'll, call, I'll, I'll call you back. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: <laughs> it's spelled Andre, but remember, we hated her so much because she would pronounce it like Andre.
1: Okay, so I'm just acknowledge that I'm right no,
0: about this. No, I'm not going to. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you for Slim Pickens for appearing on the show.
0: We're cutting that. No, out. no, we're
1: not. That is 100% cup going in.
0: <sighs> okay, so yes, the couples are Russ and Pow, OGs from the beginning. Chantal and Pedro, Nicole and Azon, Jay and Ashley from this most recent season, Elizabeth and Andre and larissa and colty i think that's it yeah now I mean, i'm asking you can you remember any of the other ones
1: no i think you got it
0: yes <laughs> so not our favorites i mean no more danielle and mohammed
1: rest in peace
0: <laughs> i miss lauren and alex Alexi.
1: yeah i hope they're doing well they're they're probably too good for this show at this point
0: they could always use... That's the thing about these reality shows. It's like, once you go on, you need to keep going on to make your money. You just don't know how... Like, every time I listen to a podcast or read an interview with a bachelor person, teen mom, 90 Day Fiance, they don't know how to make money anymore outside of doing the show.
1: What about Curlium?
0: Well, they were a season one. Like,
1: Are we not including season one casts in our judgments on whether... It's not a
0: judgment, it's just... The way these shows are designed, it's to make them dependent on being on it. Like, now the model... When we first started watching 90 Day Fiancé, Instagram influencing wasn't a thing. But now, reality stars can make $10,000 a post if they Instagram, you know, tummy tea or sugar bear hair. But you can't, you know, get those sponsors unless you keep appearing on TV.
1: What's sugar bear hair?
0: It's like a gummy bear to make your hair longer. Cool. It's just sugar.
1: Oh, I don't like that. I can't handle sugar. I do like long no. hair, and I'm trying to grow my hair out.
0: <laughs> but do you see what I mean? It's like a cycle.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I'm, because I'm like
0: you're like, oh, I can make $10,000 posting an Instagram story. I'm not going to go back to work. And then you've been away from the regular working world so long that you can't go back.
1: Yeah, clearly... Uh, Pau's modeling career did not take off, given well, that she is participating in the show and allowing them to film her while she's on her pregnancy bed. Not exactly. Okay,
0: a pregnancy isn't a disability. <laughs> it's not like she's on her deathbed when I- she's on her... What what is a pregnancy bed anyway?
1: I don't know, a hospital bed where she's birth? Well, Elizabeth is the one
0: about is about to give birth on the show too.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Her controlling Maldovian
0: husband is like, get out of the room (laughs) only I am in here.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a psychopath. He like
0: slapped a phone out of her hand in the trailer.
1: I don't remember that, but
0: Yeah, he slaps it, he's like, I told you not to respond.
1: What a psycho.
0: Yeah, he's the one that didn't want her to go on her bachelorette party in Tampa.
1: I'm glad if Russ and Power are back, but if it's just like they're back for like four scenes and it's all about like her giving birth, I'm not really into
0: well,
1: that. they be back for that. the whole season. All right. I, I, <laughs> well, I, Russ and Power um, are the only people other than uh, Jay and uh, Nicole, right? No, not Nicole.
0: You're talking about two different couples. Jay there. and Ashley. Okay.
1: Jay, Jay and Ashley I'm psyched to see because we never got any resolution as far as how their like marriage was going to disintegrate when she found out that he was on... Tinder. You know what
0: we're gonna see unfold with Colty's life? What? He gets exposed. I saw this whole thing play out on Reddit. He's been like sending dick pics to a bunch of chicks. Hell yeah. And Larissa finds them and posts them. Whoa, awesome. So that was Where like, did she post them? Or like her Instagram, like you can't online. Put
1: pekka's on Instagram?
0: He can for a minute till they take it down. Alright. Um, but that's what Debbie's like, She ruined Colty's life. <laughs>
1: There are some rules.
0: <laughs> so, but, like, so weird. She alluded to this in regular 90 Day Fiance as well, that, like, Colt wants to have sex, like, four times a day.
1: I, I mean, sure. I thought she, that I, I assumed when she said that, that was, like, one of her, like, gassing Colt up things, like, when she told all of her friends how big his dick was, oh, which was gross. gross that she said that on the show. Just
0: use a better word.
1: She said how big his his, his male well, member okay, was. Just move on. Right.
0: My mom and dad listen to this show. Male member. That's worse. All right. But no, I don't. I did not take it like that. She was not guessing up. You know, she was like, I'm so tired.
1: Oh, so you actually think he has a big male member, and that no. that was tiring her? Right? No, I oh. think
0: he just wants to do it all the time because he's paid for her to be there, and she feels <laughs> like
1: that. Yes.
0: That's essentially what I feel like she is saying.
1: I thought she was just doing him a solid by no, like trying to put was, it out there that he was no, well she was like endowed. her
0: teeth, she's like, "We do it so much." <laughs> and then in this trailer, she's like, "I'm not blow up doll." <laughs> so I don't think she's ever liked how much he likes to do her it. Her
1: bangs look crazy in this new season.
0: <laughs> Debbie's orange hair looks crazy. So
1: <laughs> shout out to you, Debbie.
0: I feel feel bad for everyone in that situation.
1: I, I can't wait. It looks fun.
0: All right. Next topic.
1: Another thing that looks fun. Segway boy. Uh, Luke is here.
0: Oh, no. Same topic. Next part of topic. Uh, <laughs> the stranger things. I
1: don't like this outline gag.
0: Can you support me? Yes. I support Can you. Can you be on my team? Be on my team. I'm on your team. All right. Stranger Things season three. We're out of Halloween and we're into the 4th of July. It's summertime in Hawkins.
1: I'm pumped. This has multiple things that I absolutely love. A. I am not like a Spielberg type where, like, (laughs) eight where this is going, but... It's going to sound even creepier (laughs) the next sentence that I say until (laughs) I explain it. Okay. I am not a Spielberg type in that I don't necessarily think stories about kids from the ages of, say, like, 8 to 12 are my thing, which is what... (laughs) (laughs) Which is is what...
0: Do you hear that, FBI? Stories about kids ages 8 to 12
1: are not not my thing.
0: thing. Not.
1: So... The the show obviously has drawn comparison to a bunch of eighties properties, most of them sort of Spielberg esque that involve preteens. Yes. I love nothing more. My favorite stories, whether they be books, movies, television shows, are coming-of-age stories that involve teenagers. So now that we have entered you in hear that
0: FBI he likes when they are coming of age.
1: Gross. <laughs> We are into the Stranger Things teenage years, which I'm all about. Secondarily, I love properties that take place within a oh. constrained time period. Last day of high school shows are my favorite.
0: See, I'm the opposite. I hate I those. I
1: love them. So if <laughs> this is one summer, I am so excited about that. And summer is way better than fall. So... All of that is to say that I am so in on season three of Stranger Things.
0: Okay. I had to look. I had to Wikipedia Stranger Things because I've forgotten everything that happened in the last two seasons. Because I, You hate it on season two, by the way.
1: I'm talking about how much I'm excited about season three. I'm not looking back on my criticism of season two. It looks like a fun teenage coming of age story that involves malls, which I love. County fairs, which I also love.
0: You don't love county fairs. I
1: do love county You've fairs. You've never
0: taken me to a county fair.
1: We live in a city. There aren't county fairs around here. We
0: are surrounded by counties.
1: We'll go to a county fair. You just love funnel cake. You don't love county fairs. You love fucking funnel cakes.
0: I I don't love fucking funnel cakes. Okay, people? I like to eat funnel cakes.
1: <laughs> yeah, You love gosh darn funnel cakes. Yes.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. But I also like rides. Yeah. I like the banana slide, despite its disgusting name. I like
1: throwing baseballs at fake milk cartons. I like that fun game that I don't think they have at county fairs anymore, but it used to be like a machine gun where you would shoot out a star. That was very fun. County fairs rule. We'll go to one. Which, which county you want to go to? Adams? Jefferson? Douglas. You want to go to Douglas County? All right. Yeah. We're on it. All right. What do you What did you think about the trailer? I, I'm on record as saying I'm psyched and this looks awesome. What do you think?
0: I thought it looked really fun. Yeah. I like everything about Stranger Things except this, the strange stuff.
1: <laughs> I, I, I sort of agree with you, which <laughs> I, is why I'm more on board with this season than I have been in the past. Because this seems to be about... Like the interpersonal relationships in these kids transitioning from being little kids to being teenagers, which I'm interested in. I'm not that interested in goblins, I'm interested in coming of age stories.
0: I hope this is the last season and that it focuses more on the dynamics of the kids because it's when it ends, hopefully, they've defeated whatever shadow monster Demogorgon has been haunting Hawkins for the last four years and it's gone and then we're left like knowing what the dynamic of these kids will be like going forward sure and it's really interesting like you know mike and 11 are together and um max and lucas seem to be together so like we're actually getting into like little you know 13 year old dating um it's adorable
1: I agree. That's that's what I'm that's what I want to see. I don't give a shit about less the upside down anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, less interested I don't in the upside
0: down, that. the government conspiracy.
1: No. I um, want these kids to be kids, have fun, deal with weird, you know, supernatural stuff as sort of a peripheral thing. But I'm at I have a point, feeling
0: this takes place over the course of like Fourth of July weekend.
1: That would be even better. Like I said, I like self contained properties so I, I'm, I'm psyched it looked great
0: what do you think that little cut to scene in the trailer of billy max's older brother is looking at himself in the shower and he's got like a blooming sort of looking like the shadow monster on his arm oh was
1: that billy i yeah, thought that, was, that was steve that was billy oh later we
0: see steve getting stabbed in the neck with a syringe right
1: and we also see Steve doing some funny shtick at, like, the mall, like, wiener schnitzel. He works at the ice cream shop. Ice cream shop, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to make of it. I have no idea. I don't care about that part. You know that.
0: <laughs> no no theories. No, no, no if theories. If we were Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, we would talk about Blono being in the trailer making eyes at Billy at the pool.
1: Which one was Blono?
0: Mike's mom.
1: Oh. Was she?
0: Yeah, there's, like, a... Very brief scene in that last very quick montage where she's like at the pool looking all pretty, looking at like 17 year old
1: Billy. Hell yeah. (laughs) That I like.
0: Whoa, no. (laughs) We are leaving Trailer Palooza.
1: All right. Goodbye, Trailer Palooza.
0: (laughs) Thank you for a fun time. Okay, what we watched this week. What we watched this week, some Jeopardy. We have a Four-day hundred-thousand-dollar champion. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her.
1: She seems good, but she
0: she hasn't gotten. She's,
1: she's ha- missed she's final Jeopardy. Yeah, on she's her
0: final she, Jeopardies.
1: I think, and we haven't watched tonight. So this is we're recording on what a Wednesday evening. I wouldn't be shocked if she lost tonight. You can't maintain this momentum if you're not getting final Jeopardies right that regularly. So. We have a new $100,000 winner, however, I don't expect her to last a ton longer. In
0: her second day, though, Trebek was like, she's an amazing player, like, was singing her, I was like, she's been there a day, Trebek, calm down. Yeah. She's not that good yet. Like, he turned out to be right, but he was, you know, every time he opens the show now, he's like, she's very, very, very good, you better come prepared.
1: He's a a big fan.
0: I don't get it. Uh, We watched The Inventor. On HBO about Elizabeth Holmes and her blood company.
1: Her blood company? Yes. Elizabeth Holmes, the the vampire? Yes.
0: Her <laughs> bloodletting company.
1: I really like that documentary. And I had
0: to kind of get Lucas to watch it. I was very excited to watch. Um, I think you were just okay with what You like documentaries, so it wasn't well, a hard and, sell.
1: No, and, and this is exactly sort of what I've been calling for is... HBO get back into a documentary game that isn't necessarily all about like true crime or like Netflix if, if you want to watch a documentary about serial killers or that type of shit, go to Netflix. HBO generally has a wider variety of documentaries and I like that they got back to this style and
0: based on a book by a journalist so yeah we love that in this house.
1: Most of the the talking heads were former reporters, which I also liked. But it was just a fascinating story. You should... We won't get into it, I don't think, as far as, like, what exactly it was about. Well, I mean, what, like, the... No, I mean,
0: the gist is Elizabeth Holmes started this company, Theranos. She promised that with just, like, a milliliter of blood, they'd be able to test for, you know, up to 200 diseases. And, of course, you physically cannot do that. And it blew up in her face. She raised $700 million and was never able to deliver on the product. And has now uh, been indicted by the SEC and is charged with wire fraud and conspiracy.
1: Do you think that the documentarians intended to portray her as a villain?
0: The only... no, be, No, because they brought in that behavioral like analyst who was like, I genuinely think she thinks she was doing a good thing. And I think it's okay to want to do better and make a product that can help people live healthier lives. There's nothing inherently villainous about that. But, you know, as a lot of people on Twitter have pointed out, she would not have raised $700 million with absolutely no proof of concept before she did if she were not like a pretty young white woman.
1: Sure. And I mean, I I hesitate to sort of comment on that aspect of it, but I agree that this, this documentary was particularly interesting because I think the quote unquote villain, Elizabeth Holmes actually isn't that villainous. Like I think that's the interesting thing about this documentary is that there is enough ambiguity here. Yeah. She took advantage of investors. She took advantage of, fucking george schultz and you know general mattis who gives a shit i i i actually sort of admire what she accomplished in that she had an idea for a revolutionary product and nothing that anybody could say or do would deter her from the belief that she could accomplish it
0: Okay, but when you're talking about human lives and risking human lives to accomplish that, you're a villain. So (laughs) You're endangering people.
1: I agree. So where she turns villainous is when the product went into Walgreens'. As soon as you start taking other people's blood... Like you just and essentially rant.
0: making up results. Right.
1: That part is villainous. The non-villainous part is, I think, the duping of the investors, which I think is what ultimately like, the criminal case is about. It's not about her taking advantage of poor people in Arizona. It's about her taking advantage of rich investors, who I don't give a fuck about. I like Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes, to be honest with you. I went away oh, from right. that documentary that a hot take. liking her more than I went into it liking her.
0: She's like, full of shit.
1: I, I agree. A hundred percent, but I can like people that are full of shit. I I don't know. I
0: Anyone that's got Harvey Weinstein's lawyer on their legal team can get fucked for all I well, care. Well,
1: that's the thing. Yeah, you're a scumbag if you bring on Harvey Weinstein's lawyer and General Mattis and Joe Biden and all of these scumbags as your board of directors. I a hundred percent agree with that. However, for her to just be unflinching... Even when it amounts to just completely lying about the capabilities of the product that she has. I sort of respect it. I don't know. What about
0: when she essentially pulled a fake news on the Wall Street Journal's reporting? That I
1: don't like, of course. She is not a hero. However, I think I think the documentary did a pretty good job of balancing the fact that she legitimately did really horrible things. However... This product and this idea that she had, there's no reason why it shouldn't exist. It it should exist.
0: Well, I think, but like I said, when we watched it, there's got to be a middle ground between you know three vials of blood and the little theranos nano. What's it called? Like the The, nano vial or whatever.
1: The little thumb, the little finger prick. No, like the the the
0: physical like vial that they had that was very tiny. Um, It started with nano, but. She just was going for something, like, gimmicky and cutesy with that. (laughs) If she really wanted to, like, revolutionize blood testing, she could have done, like... Something in the middle.
1: Sure. But, but she
0: put her employees' lives at risk because they had to stick their hands into that machine covered in, like, HEP blood. Ab- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and put people's lives at risk. I should maybe temper bad...
1: the, the the praise that I just threw, threw on Elizabeth Thank Holmes. You. That's
0: all I'm asking.
1: But as far as the idea of it being a...
0: Lucas enjoys the fact that she swindled people like Robert Kraft.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, there, we'll just leave it at that.
1: But no, before we leave it at that, she swindled people like Robert Kraft in the effort to advance an idea that is overall positive the the idea that she had i and that started she- off
0: with that i think it's noble to have an idea that you want to like make people's lives better but she loses all that credit with me when she started actively putting people's lives in danger
1: do we think that it's out of the realm of possibility that the edison machine in some other form maybe scaled back a little bit could possibly exist within the next 10 years
0: scaled back no it had to be scaled up that was their thing They're like we need to make it bigger and she was like well this is a consumer product that needs to go in homes it needs to be smaller um, scaled
1: back i mean like less ambitious yeah it's a great idea disrupting the the medical diagnostic field is actually a worthwhile uh, you know endeavor we hear so much about this concept of disruption all right team elizabeth holmes over no, here no you need
0: to back off on <laughs> that not team woman who let people get false test results.
1: All right. You're right. All right. I will move on.
0: I'm going to quickly run through this because we wasted a lot of time on the Inventor. Losers on Netflix. Sorry. Losers on Netflix. Uh, I wanted to like this show more. I thought it had a lot of promise. Um, it's a six-episode series about infamous sport losses. But not really that infamous. Sort of obscure.
1: Yeah. I, I wasn't familiar with most of them, and I... I'm a and sort of like fan. checking in
0: with the people later in their life to see how the loss affected them. I'd, I'd heard some buzz about you know like oh for inspiration you need to watch Losers on on Netflix. Um, the problem with it is that there's not a lot of visual media property for these people to work with in this documentary series. So it depends a lot on uh, cartoon animation, which I don't love, <laughs> and I found it pretty boring. I, would I love- we watched the episode of about Syria Bonaly who. I knew growing up, because I fucking loved champions on ice, and danced around my house like I was a figure skater, Um, Surya Bonaly was the first woman to like do backflips in competition, which are highly illegal, and she had been penalized be. like crazy, um, but she only did it after basically being treated like the black Tonya Harding, like never pretty delicate, graceful enough in her time.
1: I, I wasn't familiar with this person, and I loved her, and I loved it. I, I like figure skating. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll, I'll watch it with you during the Olympics. But if figure skating involved flips, I would be so much more in. She had the right idea. She's a She's a, a, a trailblazer. They should allow flips. What the fuck?
0: It's so dangerous, babe. They cannot like actively encourage something so dangerous.
1: Well, then she should win if she's willing to take that risk. She should have won all those events. She's the best. I like flips.
0: All right. We love you, Syria. I'm going to skip talking about Queer Eye. It's back. It's great. I love it. Amazing. Always watch it. It's such a positive experience. It'll make you happy. And onto the bit. On to the bit.
1: One Carly moment. We have
0: 12 minutes to make our March Madness fix. Let's
1: do it. <laughs> okay. Speed round. We have we'll already, start with Sweet 16.
0: We've already picked um, the winners of round one and round two. So we're starting at... The Sweet 16, Duke versus the Saint Louis Billikens.
1: Yeah, we are riding the, the the Billiken train here.
0: I have no idea why. I just have a feeling.
1: <sighs> I like Rick Majeris Rest in peace. That's but why this
0: has got to be Duke's game, right? Yes, I
1: mean, of course.
0: Zion. All right. Here's one that's probably not going to be the matchup we actually see. Do or uh, University of Maryland and Michigan State.
1: We're taking University of Maryland. I'm making an executive why? decision.
0: Do you want to tell the people why?
1: Because I'm a graduate of that fantastic educational establishment in College Park, Maryland.
0: Um, please don't follow our lead and pick them to <laughs> advance to the Elite Eight. No, and They fact, probably might not get out of the first round.
1: Yeah, they're going to get beat by Belmont tomorrow. Sorry, boo. I know.
0: All right, that is the East, the West. Syracuse versus Florida State. And yes, we picked Syracuse yeah. to beat number one seed Gonzaga because... I'm sorry, Gonzaga sucks.
1: And Syracuse always makes these runs. Yes. I'm taking Florida State.
0: You're taking Florida State over Syracuse when we just said they always make these runs.
1: Florida State is an underrated team. Coach Bunny Colvin for the win.
0: I I don't agree, but I'll just pick one later. Buffalo versus Florida, University of.
1: Another another round of upsets I think we took here.
0: Okay. Can you watch the hand? Yeah. That thing has been above you for the year that we've lived here.
1: I'll let you pick because this is a, a coin flip for me, and also we're.
0: I'm going University of Florida. I've seen them play more.
1: All right, we should have taken Michigan through this whole portion of the bracket, but yeah, this is. We'll dance with the date we brought.
0: <laughs> okay, moving over to the South, UVA versus K State. Go who's. Really, oh, I <laughs> I'm UVA. just doing this
1: to.
0: <laughs> I mean, they probably will. They will be taken out in the next round. Let's just be clear about that. St. Mary's versus UT. Tennessee.
1: Tennessee.
0: Nothing sucks like a big orange. All right. North Carolina. That's their. That's like the slogan for people who hate UT. Like uh, me. Okay. Because that, that's their mascot. Big orange.
1: Not they're volunteers.
0: But they're like, <laughs> their color is orange. Okay. Um, UNC versus Auburn. I really think Auburn could win. This. Let's do it.
1: Let's just for funsies. Because I have we'll take... Auburn
0: upsetting KU. If you watched Auburn playing the SEC Conference Championship and whooped the hell out of Tennessee, you'd be picking them too.
1: They look strong. Well, the basic cable Ugh. bracket will be SEC heavy. We'll take Auburn.
0: All right, University of Houston versus UK Kentucky. We're picking Kentucky.
1: Go because big blue.
0: That's my school. I didn't go there, but it's the school I grew up rooting for. Don't at me. Glenn. Um All right. Moving back over to the East for the Elite Eight. Who you got going to the final four? Maryland or Duke? Duke. Okay. We've come to our senses. Florida State or University of?
1: Florida State.
0: Alright. UVA or University of Tennessee. Tennessee? Tennessee. Auburn versus Kentucky. I mean... I'm going Kentucky. uh, Okay. Executive decision here.
1: Fair enough. You're a co-producer of this (laughs) show, I guess.
0: All right. Final four. Duke, Florida State. Duke. Okay. Tennessee versus Kentucky.
1: I like Tennessee.
0: You know what? You can get the hell out of here. All right. Putting Kentucky in here. Fine. All right. That's our, our matchup.
1: Duke and the University of Kentucky. That's not their styling. All right,
0: um, who who wins?
1: I mean, if Zion Williamson stays healthy, it's Duke.
0: So we're putting Kentucky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think Kentucky's going to avenge their like one eighteen to eighty four loss and make me proud.
1: Fine. Well, the, the official basic cable prediction is UK winning national champion. Surprise, surprise. <laughs>
0: every bracket i've made since i was a child uk wins
1: how many times have they won twice right. since
0: i've been alive <laughs> no yeah nah. yeah
1: 98 and
0: 2012 don't they have one more in like 93 or something
1: no 93 was carolina i think that was uh i i i, I that
0: was ma- so specific and so- that's
1: a it's a, a famous national championship where chris rubber tried to Call a timeout, we didn't have Okay, one. I was
0: close. I've been alive for three UK National Championships, 96, 98, and 2012. Okay. All right. What are, what are we looking up? What, are, what is this dead air you're giving me?
1: I'm not giving you any dead air.
0: You're not talking. What are you looking up?
1: Yes, the 1993 NCAA National Basketball Championship was Michigan, North Carolina. That was the Chris Weber no timeouts, timeout year. Congratulations.
0: Right. So we will post a picture of this to our Twitter and Instagram. Please let us know your thoughts. You probably think we're crazy. Some of this is crazy. But, we don't have any money
1: riding on this. This doesn't mean anything.
0: Oh, you're going to owe me $500 if this is right.
1: All right. <laughs> I will. And if it's not right, if if one of these picks is wrong, then you owe me $500.
0: That seems unfair.
1: Well, you know, I'm taking the field. You're taking UK.
0: Um. So, end show. <laughs>
1: okay, bye. <laughs> Kabongi.
0: Now, um, thank you all for listening, as always. Please get in touch with us. I mean, I might not be running our social media accounts right now because... I don't have them on my phone, which, Lucas will notice, I wasn't doing any scrolling on my phone during this episode. I'm getting better, (laughs) y'all.
1: Is this y'all's your nod to Kentucky?
0: You have heard me drop y'all all all the time. See, (laughs) y'all. Sounds weird when you say it. I know, because I don't say that. But I do say it. I know, I'm just
1: busting your chaps. I'm Southern. You Um, are?
0: And technicality. So are you. (laughs) Technically, you are.
1: Maryland's a free state.
0: It's below the Mason-Dixon line.
1: All right. We can split hairs. We can split hairs. Um,
0: Like I said, just because I'm not operating our social media channels doesn't mean you can't reach us there. Lucas will field your messages and tweets and emails.
1: Yeah, slide into my DMs, people. Uh,
0: Gross. That's something you definitely shouldn't say. Uh, Twitter, at Basic Cable Pod. Instagram, at Basic Cable Pod. Email, basiccablepod at gmail.com. I got an email today on the Basic Cable Pod email account, and it was subject line brunch. And it just said, okay, cool. And I'm like, who would email something that says Basic Cable Pod and just say brunch? (laughs)
1: I don't know, but I'm down for brunch. I like Bloody Mary's.
0: It's, it's sweet D1. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, sweet D. At
0: RCN. Thank
1: you for the email. Oh,
0: I should not have sent their whole email. Oh, well, whatever. Um, it's probably spam. And it was just reply, brunch. Sounds good.
1: So, I'm, getting, I'm getting brunch with sweet D this weekend, it looks like.
0: <laughs> you are not. Um, so, yeah, please reach out to us. I want to hear from other people besides sweet D1 about brunch because I don't really know where I'm meeting them. So, it's not like I'm getting brunch with them. Snooze. All right. This is a snooze. That's a segue, y'all.
1: Right. Wrap it up.
0: We'll talk to you next week. Basic Cable is hosted and produced by Lucas and Carly. Music you hear at the beginning and end of the episode. Provided courtesy, royalty-free, bensoundmusic.com. Go listen to the tunes. Are you going to say anything? Goodbye!